0: A few weeks back, I asked you, my School of Whispers community, to share with me your take on spiritual bypassing, a topic I quickly learned is equally enlightening as it is triggering. A few of the topics we cover are spiritual bypassing in the spiritual community, how that feeling you're left with after experiencing bypassing can actually teach you how to discern who's a real one and who's actually hiding behind a mask of spirituality, how avoiding dark nights of the soul, heavy, low, negative emotions and thoughts can actually be a form of spiritual bypassing. My own struggles with spiritual bypassing after partaking in plant medicine ceremonies, particularly Bufo and my recent Dieta. How focusing only on energetic and spiritual healing can actually bypass the entire human experience And how forgiveness and accountability are the remedies to spiritual bypassing? And of course, I want to give a huge thank you to the beautiful souls who showed up and delivered. You sent me your take on spiritual bypassing and literally without you, this episode would never have been. So thank you for your authenticity, your honesty, and for those of you who triggered me and enlightened me. As I mentioned before, it's such a gift to have such a a community who is so thoughtful and has so many beautiful experiences to share. And as always, if you would like to support this podcast, please be sure to leave me your rating, review, and to share with a friend. You are listening to the School of Whispers podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and this is my space to get real, open, and weird about my life experiences as a psychic, medium, energy healer, and student of Chinese medicine. On the show, I'll be sharing my healing journey and the concepts I've learned along the way, and I'll be having guests on talking about the same sort of thing. I am so happy you're here, and I hope this show leaves you feeling inspired and empowered to learn how to listen to the whispers of your own body and spirit. Let's get into the show. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the show. If you're new... I am your ever loyal host and today as you know we're covering spiritual bypassing. If you follow me on Instagram then you've already heard the background of this but for the sake of those who aren't aware we are doing things different today because well it all started a couple weeks ago eh, a couple months ago. I was at a complete loss of topics at the time And so I asked you all on Instagram for suggestions, and somebody recommended that I do a podcast on spiritual bypassing. And to be completely honest with you, I I felt a little bit hot and funny inside when I first saw that as a topic, because for a lot of reasons, I think, you know, in this call-out cancel culture that we're in, you know, I I mean, I I see the merit absolutely in call-out not so much in cancel though but I feel like spiritual bypassing is a thing that a lot of people on the you know in the spiritual internet space want to like call out other people for doing and I don't know it just it, it gave off a little I like spiritual these videos at least they give off a little bit of an energy of like I know better than you and bitterness and things like that it felt A little bit like a witch hunt campaign you grab your pitchforks and stop the bad people from doing the bad things and I was also wondering what was the real story behind it it felt like a drama and I know that what we experience is all in the eye of the beholder here you know there's so many sides to every story I'm just being completely honest with my process here but it stuck with me and I hadn't really heard somebody really dedicate their time to a topic like this, and I, I just thought about it and thought about it for a couple of weeks, and then when I got back from Peru, something hit me. I realized, well, hold on, the things that I feel avoidant over are the things that I meant to dig deeper into, to lean into, and rather than do it alone, I was like, well, why don't I bring my community in on this. And so I posted on my Instagram, asking you all to share your take on spiritual bypassing. So asking what the definition is, what the, your, your experience, and then most importantly, what is the lesson? Oh, okay. Hold on. I got to pause this show because I'm pretty sure my new kitten, my new kitten, Arlo, he's so cute and precious and ridiculous. He's, anyways, uh, he, I'm pretty sure he took a shit somewhere. So give me one second. Nope. Turns out he was just farting a bunch as he was laying next to me. (laughs) All right. Um, moving on before we really dive into this topic, I kind of want to, I feel a little bit called to share just how I'm doing these days. Like what's been on my heart in terms of integration, if you haven't already heard, I did a dieta a little over a month ago in June. And just in reintegrating back in, I shared it, it's, it was tough. And it still kind of is pretty tough. I was actually laughing to myself the other day that how how did I think that... Because the first time I did ayahuasca... I did, so I did ayahuasca the first time in January 2022, and when I came home, I had got, I got laid off from my job, like, immediately, like, before I even returned to work. I I got home on a Saturday, and I found out on Sunday that I was laid off. The thing is, though, it was absolutely for me. I wouldn't have started the podcast if I didn't get laid off, or or started School of Whispers, really. Well, actually, I started School of Whispers beforehand, but everything that it is now is because I was laid off. And yeah, I don't know why I didn't really think much about the aftermath of doing four ceremonies with ayahuasca, what that would do to my life around me. And I mean, don't get me wrong, my life is so beautiful. It's been a really amazing summer. I've been doing so much, but that's the thing. I what's What's changed is my... My fuel tank of social interactions and of doing and doing things is very small compared to what it used to be. I used to be that person that could go from one social thing to the next to the next, vacation with a bunch of people, go to clinic, hang out with friends, do all this stuff, and now I am like desperate for more time to recharge. And when I don't give that that time to myself to recharge. It's like I feel this dis ease in everything that I do. And thankfully, this weekend, I gave myself alone time and I had a beautiful ceremony. I actually recorded a podcast about within that ceremony, and I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be published ever. I get pretty deep with you all, and yeah, I was just in a really vulnerable space. But I have a feeling that I will. I will eventually. And in that, I'll really get into what's truly been on my heart and what the the next, this next journey, inner journey that I've been going through. But yeah, just wanted to let you guys all know that, you know, life is good and life can be difficult. And I hope that, you know, if you're moving through something, that at least there are pieces of beauty, moments of beauty in your life, and most importantly, moments of alone time. And yeah, I I want you to know you are also not alone in this at all. Okay, spiritual bypassing. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to let you all start the conversation here. I'm going to share the texts and the audio messages that have helped me gain more of a grasp of what what this topic is and I, de- I definitely have my own take as well before I started kind of formulating what was on my mind about it before I listened to all of yours oh but there is this one okay yeah yeah so yeah I I, I think towards the end I'm going to really share what what I think about all of it. And of course, I'm gonna drop in bits and pieces and have my own commentary on what you guys have shared with me. Okay, so first, I wanna start with the one who started it all. You will probably recognize her voice, the artist Summertime. She is actually the one who suggested this topic. So thank you so much, Summer. And yeah, we're gonna listen in and see what Summer has to say about spiritual bypassing.
1: Hello, love. I wanted to share with you my thoughts on spiritual bypassing. So, a few years ago, I was describing a group of people that I knew to a friend, and I was telling him how these people, they claimed to be spiritual people, they wore a lot of crystals and they used all the new agey lingo but they weren't actually like practicing self-awareness. They placed a lot of blame on others and they cast people out of their circle because they weren't high vibe enough. And he called it spiritual bypassing. And that was the first time I heard the term. And it's something that I've witnessed time and time again in others and in myself. And I find that it's particularly prevalent in like new agey spiritual communities. So I would define spiritual bypassing as using spiritual languages and practices as a way to avoid dealing with the parts of ourselves that we just don't want to look at. And basically like avoiding the shadow. And I think this is done mostly subconsciously. And we see this a lot when people say good vibes only or we're all love and light. And those sound like wonderful sentiments, but many people unconsciously use that language to avoid dealing with their own emotions. And I've definitely done this to myself and I've had others do it to me where I'm feeling upset about something that's happened, but rather than accepting that I'm sad, I'm told to just let it go. Like You should just let that go, just cheer up. And that really just makes me feel judged for having that emotion. And then it makes me push that emotion under the surface when really the only way out is through and we gotta feel it to heal it. Of course, our minds can get stuck in toxic negativity as well, but toxic positivity is no better in my opinion. Another way that I've seen myself engage in spiritual bypassing is by like filling up my calendar. I'll put up yoga and tea and journal and read and go to the spiritual event And I feel like I'm doing the work um, because I'm engaged in all these so-called spiritual self-reflective practices, but I'm not actually like listening deeply while I'm engaged. I'm treating it like it's another task to mark off of my to-do list. And spiritual bypassing is just a way for people to seem like they're doing the work on the outside, but they're really avoiding it. And if you've ever been in like a spiritual circle or group, but felt like everybody was like fake nice falsely positive or secretly judging you like you've probably seen spiritual bypassing firsthand and most of us have done it ourselves as well another way that i've seen this is on social media and one particular example is i knew this woman who was hosting community events that were centered around healing and spreading love and light and always had yoga but in one-on-one conversations conversation they completely ignored my messages and I saw them using other people's content without permission to promote their own events and other people told me about how this person completely took advantage of them took their money for something they were selling and then completely ignored them without following through on their end of the deal and there's a spiritual mask and language that people put on top of all of their junk to help cover it up because they don't really want to do the work and um, this is really prevalent in Christianity as well. People preach all day about how thou shalt not judge, but then they judge everyone.
0: Hmm. Thank you, Summer, for sending that. There's so much in that. And I, I don't know about you all, but after hearing that, you know, I have this icky feeling inside. I think that spirituality and spiritual people it's almost like once you 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 tag the phrase spiritual it and I I don't know this is this is just my experience but it almost gives that person amplified power of being either like a real one somebody that you're like whoa there's something in that person and I don't even know them but I trust them with everything and I want to know what are they doing or they have that tagline of spiritual, and you're like, whoa, there is something really extra icky about this person. When somebody's icky, it's I feel like it's just or 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 wonderful. It's like hyper amplified for me when they're portraying themselves as a spiritual person. And yeah, so much, so much of what you said that I think to me that is. Kind of my baseline first take, that first definition that you got on spiritual bypassing, those those people who are walking the walk, or rather talking the talk, walking the walk too, dressing and doing all the things, however they are not embodying any of it. It's like it's like they're they're like a wolf in sheep's clothing, or I think the the more realistic term is it's like they're a little kid who's playing dress up who's not really sure who they are and they're trying to see like what sticks and and it can be really dangerous because especially if you don't have a nose for it I think too something that I've really been working on is the whole concept of gaslighting and I think there is you know I, I think that bypassing infiltrates everything that we do actually something that you said uh, about the emotions it, it you know it's funny how like i kind of started this podcast saying like all right this is really what's going on for me i think there's so many of us who are on this path who are going through so many well i'm going to rephrase that there's so many of us on this planet who are going through so many emotions so many and it's not really easy to feel these dark and heavy emotions and i was thinking how I think another word that I would give spiritual bypassing is emotional bypassing. Like that toxic positivity or like what you said summer not allowing others not allowing your emotions to be felt and pushing you to push it under the rug and I have grown up around a lot of gaslighting without really knowing that it was gaslighting and and I'm learning how easy, what an easy target I've been for gaslighting and also the gaslighting that I do to those closest to me, especially like I notice right now how I do it to my husband sometimes. And, you know, I have no idea that I'm doing it until he's he calls me out. <laughs> and, you know, we laugh about it now because, yeah, I mean, we've got inside jokes about it. And he knows that I really, I don't mean harm. And he also knows that I am in a process of relearning. But yeah, that is, I, I think I've experienced a lot of spiritual slash emotional bypassing. I mean, what is spirituality? To me, being spiritual is is the, the whole spectrum of the human experience. And by the whole spectrum, I mean the highs and lows of being human, as well as the highs of being more than human, being God, being a part of God, and or or having a God in your life. I think there's some of us who the the concept of us being God doesn't really resonate for them. It's more of this God the Father outside of us. I think it's a little bit more of a Catholic Christian view here, but you know, whatever floats your boat. But yeah, this bypassing of The whole spectrum of the human experience yeah there's been a lot of times that I've been with my friends growing up I mean I I went to Catholic school so you know I had friends who were Christian and Catholic and I remember um, especially this one in particular you know she had God in her life she was a very positive thoughtful person but whenever I came to her and at the time I was suffering a lot um, with my suffering it was like why can't you just look at the good in life? Why can't you look at the beauty of God's creation, and shit like that? And it didn't feel good. It did not feel good. It felt like I was a bad person for suffering. I was a bad person for sharing my suffering and and for for like for being seen in my suffering. I was wrong in it. And here I was trying to go to someone who I who's whose wisdom and, you know, connection with universe I really respected and admired and I felt rejection. And I don't want to demonize this person, but it's it's definitely an achy feeling to be on the other end of that and it's also an icky feeling to look back and to see where have I done it to others. And I and I commend you and I thank you Summer for being honest about how you've been on both ends. I also think it's it's kind it's a thing that we do when we're new on the path, like we're new to playing Jessup on being spiritual, there's this high that comes with it and We don't want to feel, we're like, oh my God, we're not just human. There's more than just what's, what's in front of me. And it's such a high to experience that. And of course, the lows will come and the lows don't feel great. And we'll run and we'll run and we'll hide and do all we can to hide from it. Especially at first until we realize, we learn about things such as dark night of the soul. And then we realize, oh, being spiritual means... Going through your full spectrum and not only giving yourself grace, but like going deep, 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 deep within and finding your power, finding peace, inner peace. And all of that requires that we look at those, those seemingly ugly, unlovable dark corners within our minds I know for me, actually, for me, (laughs) my spiritual journey began with darkness, so um, I don't know if I ever really bypassed that part of it, but I definitely know when I I found the highs, I really didn't want to drop, and when I felt myself slipping, when I felt myself dropping back to that baseline feeling, I was like, no, I was I was scratching like is I, I think of this image of I'm climbing a tree and someone's pulling me down the tree and like my nails are digging into the bark and leaving marks on the tree there you know I was I did not want to be pulled back down to my roots back down to the earth and I definitely agree with you Summer that the best way to to move through that is to be alone <laughs> just like what I said right before right in the beginning that's the way through for sure Hmm. all right let's go into I feel like this is a good segue into what the next message on spiritual bypassing is which is from liberation wellness so liberation wellness you can look them up on instagram they're in Orlando sent me this message one thought on spiritual bypassing and the notion of surrender to God. While surrendering to divine forces can result in greater peace with what is, personal satisfaction and fulfillment, less concern with personally influencing and changing a sometimes dark and volatile world, and a deep sense of connection and joy, often this surrender can also leave some surrendering of their personal agency over their behaviors, habits, choices and impact on the world as many have encountered despite our projections of ego such as willing scenarios or manifestations and craving and clinging to desired outcomes the unfolding of life is clearly in divine alignment or god's plan and out of our egoistic control at the same time we are called to be divine co-creators with god Offering our work and acts to him without desire for attachment and the fruits of our actions. This concept is beautifully explored and explained by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. And then they give this quote from BG 2.47. You have a right to perform your prescribed duties, but you are not entitled to the fruits of your actions. Never consider yourself to be the cause of the results of your activities, nor be attached to an action thank you to the beautiful soul behind liberation wellness for sending this so I want to I feel like there's a couple of points made here so I want to go back to the first one of that when we surrender to divine forces and we find that greater peace and satisfaction fulfillment um, and not feeling so concerned with the the dark the heavy volatile human world around us and we feel that deep I I, you know it actually makes me think of bufo I think I definitely struggled with spiritual bypassing after I did bufo in some ways um because so bufo 5mao dmt if you're curious to learn more you can check out the show notes for related episodes but this is a this is an exogenous form of DMT that you you would take from the bufo alvaris, the toad. And it's it's like the kind of... So ayahuasca has DMT or it has actions with DMT. I think the DMT for ayahuasca is more endogenous. It's made from within our bodies. And it has more of this, this play with darkness and light to it, whereas with buffo, it feels like it's all light, and it's all, it requires deep surrender, and what's on the other side of that is like, God, 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 it's, it's everything that we are in the sense of the light, everything that we're capable of, and it's so fucking beautiful and life-changing to see oneself and to see the world and the universe from that perspective but it's like if there's a trap in it and like what um the soul behind liberation wellness said is this surrender can leave us surrendering our personal agency over our behaviors habits choices and impact on the world and i remember feeling that there was more i okay what it felt like was Bufo opened the door and was like hey this is everything that's possible and then Buffo closed the door and, and and threw the key into a lake gives me a snorkel and goes all right now go find the key now go now go do the work to get to that door and I'm back coming back down thinking wait no this wait, I didn't just earn this complete liberation, freedom, satisfaction. I have to actually do something to get it. And I think I went through like a little bit of this cognitive dissonance of I wanted to be better, but I didn't want to do the work that I was shown that I needed to do. I was really resistant to it, and I was really scared, and I had to really dig for courage during that time in my life. And it's so funny because looking back, the things that I had to do, like say the thing, have that conversation, um, make the boundary uh, do the thing for the business and now they're they're seemingly small things, but for me, my God, they felt so big and scary and difficult at the time, and it was like i I went through the rabbit hole and then I was stuck in the rabbit hole, just only looking at what was on the other side and not paying attention to my personal agency and and how I was going to. Make the decisions and make the impact on my universe in order to return to a deep sense of connection and joy. So, then the other point that Liberation Wellness made was on like, well, I I like the word that they said clinging to desired outcomes and our egoistic control. How, while we're divine co creators, we are not entitled to the fruits of our actions that's very interesting and i I want to repeat that quote that lord krishna said is you have the right to perform your prescribed duties but you are not entitled to the fruits of your actions never consider yourself to be the cause of the results of your activities nor be attached to inaction so kind of what that says to me, you know, I could be wrong. And if you're listening and you're like, nah, she didn't really get the point, please reach out to me. <laughs> because, um, yeah, the, I mean, what you said, there's there's so much richness to it. And I feel like it's very philosophical. And There's a lot of room for interpretation here. But it makes me think of the bigger picture. Like, we're entitled because we have free will. We are entitled to do the thing, to make the next action, to tune in and figure out where am I going to go from here. However, because we're not supposed to know the big picture, because the whole point that we're here to be human is to figure it out as we go, we shouldn't expect that This prescribed action that we're doing, this prescribed duty, is going to bring us exactly what we want. No. Universe doesn't always give us what we want, but universe will always bring us what we need. It almost makes me think again of the quote You make plans and God laughs. So, what I'm gathering that um, Liberation Wellness is saying here is. If you are on the spiritual path and you are aware of your co-creation and who you truly are and you still can't surrender to the unknown and to the the quote-unquote gifts, (laughs) because they're not always gifts, the gifts and the Pandora's boxes (laughs) that universe brings us. If we can't surrender, then we're completely bypassing the human experience here. If we think it's all going to be rainbows and butterflies because we've woken up, because we've quote-unquote figured it out, we relearned and remembered who God really is and who we really are, then then we then we're gonna be good it's just smooth sailing from here right and like like kind of what summer mentioned before is couldn't be more wrong (laughs) that is not our prerogative um so what i'm gathering from this all in all is the remedy here for this type of spiritual bypassing is being human and being god hmm Connecting to what we're capable of in an energetic standpoint, and then also surrendering to the fact that we're human and we always will be human. And you know, this is something that I often say is like we will always have ego. I I used to really like the term ego death, and actually I'm I'm starting to uh I'm like in the process of redefining ego death here because the ego will never die. Well, as long as we're alive, the ego keeps us from dying. The ego does a really good job on that, and as human, we will always have ego, and we will always have a soul and a spirit and all of that good stuff and you know saying like oh that that trip was amazing like i my, I totally had an ego death or you know all these things it's It's almost like a claim that. You don't have an ego anymore. And I think that is a huge, huge piece of spiritual bypassing. And actually, that leads me into the next message that I got from my t- my friend Tyler, Tyler Cohn. Shout out to Tyler. Um, this is what his take on spiritual bypassing is. He, so Tyler says, hey, I wanted to drop to you what I thought about spiritual bypassing. It reminds me of one of my early DMT experiences when I felt like I had to invite spiritual neurosurgeons into my brain and soul. I felt like they performed a procedure that allowed me to move forward in my journey despite some major blockages. Like a bypass surgery done on the cardiovascular system, it allowed my spirit to flow around the blockages. But... Part of the surgical contract was a change in lifestyle that would address the blockages over time. And he's still working through this process. So thank you, Tyler, for sending that. Thank you for your honesty here. And yeah, oh my goodness. This is something that I have experienced a lot. I'm going to take what you said, especially at the end of the surgical construct of a change in lifestyle versus the spirit being free. I So my sense of disease and illness is what really has always pushed me towards a spiritual path, just being sick in my body, going through a lot of pain, a lot of confusion, mystery illnesses, things like that. As many of us go through on our spiritual awakening, I feel like it's those of us who are <laughs> a little more stubborn than most that have to go through the spiritual awakening through the the sickness of the body, because you know what that it brings us to our knees when our vessel is unable to keep going with the way that we are living. There's nothing that brings me to my knees more than this. And when I started receiving energy healings, all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting these insights and realizing, oh my gosh, like the the abandonment wound, it's no longer, it's no longer making my hip hurt all the time and, or the, you know, the, the, the entity that was giving me stomach pains, it's it's gone and I can heal. And I remember a lot, especially with my herpes, oh, my heart goes out to me. <laughs> I have my hand just like holding myself. You know, the me in the past, how many times using things like emotion code and clearing with energetic magnets and energy work and past life regressions that I thought this was the thing that was going to cure my herpes. This was the thing that was going to stop these the suffering of my and the shame of my herpes breakouts. In a lot of ways, all of those things are part of it, but what heals the spirit doesn't necessarily heal the body right away. What I believe in doing healings for others and in my experience for myself is is that the energy healing it's it it's it's like a map to the key and within that healing if you have a good healer they'll help they'll 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 walk with you as you are searching for that key and you know and some healers they they will leave you to figure it out on your own. And actually, now that I'm saying like a good healer will do that, who am I kidding? I think I'm a great healer. And there are times where I am very hands-on and I help my clients find the key with the map to, to their, their healing. And then sometimes I have to trust that they're going to figure it out. And if they need help, they'll reach out to me outside of the healing or they'll have a dream that night. That's usually what happens there too if if the the map doesn't lead you to the key it'll happen through dreams but anyways the healer is not the one who kicks down the door and renovates the whole house you are meant to find the key and i i see the key is like the energy of like Oh my gosh, imagine you go through a treasure map and this treasure map is is this long and winding road and you're like, when does it end? And then all of a sudden at the end of the road, X marks the spot and you find this beautiful gold shiny key that, that it has this feeling of home to it. And you hold the key and you close your eyes and all of a sudden you know exactly what that home is. And it gives you that that courage, that faith to keep going, to keep going forward. But it is not up to the healer to necessarily take you to the house and renovate the rooms. And here I'm going to say this, a good healer will not promise that they will be the ones to renovate the rooms. A healer is a space holder and you have to do it yourself. So see your body, your temple as that house and the, the healing of your soul and your spirit and, you know, finding things behind your past, that's the key. And if you think that finding the key is it, you're done, you don't have to do the work anymore, then you're sorely mistaken. And, you know, that's what I've had to do with these, like these, these soul contracts that and like these these psychic surgeries like an ayahuasca that I've gotten, the healing doesn't happen right then and there. The healing happens afterwards and you have to do the work. You have to honor your body. I remember somebody recently and you know, I, and good on her, if this is actually what happened, then that's incredible and amazing and I'm so happy for her. But I remember somebody telling me that they... By doing inner child work, uh, they had completely healed in one session chronic cysts in their body. And it was all gone and all done. And when I heard that, you know, my heart went out to this person because I know I've been there before where. I'm like, oh my God, that was such a good ceremony. That was such a good session. I'm not gonna get any more pain from my period or yeah, any more heartbeats breakouts anymore because I figured it out. And you know, it really just doesn't happen that way. It takes time. You have to give your body time to really, really manifest the change. And actually, this makes me think of when I do energy work for others, I, on the other side of things, I'll, when I explain energetic blockages and entities how energetic blockages over time when they're chronic they can they will eventually manifest in that lower density in your body so they can manifest as pain as illness disease things like that so on the other side of the coin just because you hear your heal yourself spiritually it doesn't mean your body is immediately going to follow suit it really does, I believe, require deep work and returning again and again and a consistency and a big lifestyle change. When when I signed up for my dietas, when, how I knew that these were the people for me is they said in their description on their page, this is psych, the Psychonanta Foundation if you're curious, but they said something along the lines of, if you want a drastic change, you have to do something drastic and you know that was a physical and spiritual emotional cleanse that it took a lot of time for me to get there that you know all my years of work brought me to that point and it really did like the intensity of everything I did there it did help me heal on a physical level but I know that there is also so much more to go within that i hope i'm making sense here with that um and actually what tyler's saying here brings me to a real that summer summer my girl who what she sent to me that i want to play for you because wow i think anyone who does plant medicine needs to hear this message
2: careful when utilizing plant medicine or breath work to access higher states of consciousness, because they are only meant to temporarily raise and expand your state of consciousness so that you can see your life from a higher perspective and take the lessons from that experience and integrate them into your life. But if you're constantly using plant medicine or breath work to maintain that higher state of consciousness, then that's just a form of spiritual bypassing because you're not transforming your base consciousness You're simply avoiding it. You're not integrating the life of those experiences, which leads to an atrophy of your physical life and existence, which manifests as chaos and impulsive patterns of behavior. Because you're in a constant disembodied and ungrounded state, because you haven't cultivated that state of consciousness through a gradual and natural process like meditation. So while plant medicine and breathwork are amazing tools for raising our consciousness and accessing and connecting with our higher self. It's important to not become dependent on them because otherwise you hinder your growth and are likely causing more harm than good.
0: Oh, when I heard that message, it it put into words something that I have been feeling a lot in the plant medicine community. I almost feel like it's way too easy to fall into that and i think that a lot more leaders in the space or like leaders of retreat centers would benefit from having this conversation with people i've i've witnessed it but also i've done it to myself it's like in the ceremonial space i feel really special i feel right at home i feel so clean, like doing all the diet and the cleansings. I feel so light and so clean before, during, and after. Afterwards I feel like, yes, you did that work. You did so fucking well stuff. But then it's like every once in a while what creeps in is honestly like a holier than thou feeling. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Being totally honest here. When I start my dietas, I kind of step in sometimes into a place of almost like relief that I'm doing something actively towards my cleansing and all of a sudden I'm, I'm better than the person I was before I started. And then after I finish, I feel a little bit of, sometimes it, it feels like a sense of dread, but it's it's very muted. And I I don't want to go back to, my normal living because then I I won't feel as light and worthy anymore and I feel like since this post dieta I've kind of been trying to chase that high and I also haven't been eating in that way because I'm sick of it I've been indulging and I also I hear that voice that's getting down on myself that oh I'm not going to be as you know clean and spiritual and connected now and rule of thumb for me is if I'm doing this to myself it is very likely that I'm projecting this on others I don't think I'm doing it as much this time around but I'm sure in my other Plant medicine experiences with ayahuasca, combo, bufo, whatever. I'm sure I did have those moments of judging others in that sense, or even seeing them in their suffering and being like, oh, well, they just need to cleanse themselves. They're not being clean enough and just assuming they're not taking care of their body when I have no idea what they're going through. It's interesting how you can be in a high, and that high comes with heightened consciousness but you can still be unconscious within that high. Like you can see God and you could still be an asshole. <laughs> oh, fuck. And it actually, it makes me think of what I heard somebody say once is a lot of people with plant medicine, they think they're special because they've seen God within these experiences. But you're not special for seeing God you're not you're not special for making that extra terrestrial connection because we're all capable of it. We're all special because we all are capable of that connection. What makes you special is your unique expression of God, but no, no, seeing God doesn't make you better than anyone else and doing hard work ideally, and I, I think again, like all the hard work we do it's not you jump through the portal and you you pop out on the other side it really is a puzzle or a shedding like a snake you got to like pump yourself through the shed and then you're going to go through another season where you're going to have another shed or maybe that wasn't a perfect shed and a cup a little bit of the skin stayed on your scales <laughs> I have a snake <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, Mr. Fu. That's why I'm like really getting into the the shedding reference because sometimes he doesn't fully like have a clean shed and it'll get stuck on his tail. And so just because you did the work doesn't mean you're completely done. It's going to come up again and again. And just because like like working on my... Um, my non-judgment wound in ayahuasca, like working on unconditional acceptance. It doesn't mean I'm fully done. I I have just like gone into deeper depths with it. And I don't think I'm this perfect non-judgmental person. I'm definitely still judge myself and I judge other people. But I think if I'm not careful at some points, it's like I'll hear somebody talking being hyper judgmental of themselves and others and my judgment comes through but it's sneaky the ego knows how to be sneaky and my judgmental voice will be like oh they clearly haven't done a lot of work on this topic Ooh, they must be really hard on themselves Ah, uh, I remember those days when I was hard on myself and because of that I was hard on others, I should tell them. I should tell them as they're in the middle of telling me this form of judgment and they're confiding in me. You know, you should really stop being so judgmental of others and yourself, or you should really snap out of your world of suffering and see the good in others. Like, that to me is major spiritual bypassing because one, this person is confiding in me and, you know, we gotta... We gotta let each other be a judgmental human at times. It, I, you know, ideally, will snap out of it soon enough. But I don't want to again be that toxic, toxically positive person that doesn't let another person see their darkness, see their imperfection, and just because I have done a lot of work on this topic, it doesn't mean what I have to say about it and how I've moved through it is going to make any sense to that person. You know those movies where there's like the karate kid, where there's this wise sensei and the person asks for wisdom. They're trying to gain something from the master and the master answers their question with a story or... You know, some food for thought or or question, but not a question that's, again, attacking in any way. And I don't honestly, at this point, I'm not really sure if I'm making sense here. But what I really want to like tie all of these musings about spiritual bypassing into here is that we all do it. After you know listening to these messages and I have one more that I want to get into but we all do it and i think maybe in the past looking at those reels those videos of those influencers or people on instagram calling out other people for being spiritually bypassing i was triggered because i know there there was an anger behind it and I was, it was like, it's like a witch hunt. And I'm afraid of, or I was afraid of admitting that I was wrong and of the possibility of being burned at the stake or crucified for my transgressions. And I I think that it's possible to own up to what we've done to others and to be received. And that's it. And to have space be held for us and to, to be held accountable without the, the pitchforks and the fire and the brimstone. I think that's an old narrative here. And I think that those of us who feel that way towards others who make mistakes like this, I have a really strong hunch here that people who get really angry with that may be angry with themselves for their past, what they've done in the past. And you know, it requires a level of forgiveness, I think. Being able to navigate through a world where spiritually bypassing bi- will always exist. When we want to, when we're on this spiritual path, then, you know, a lot of us understand that a huge goal here and like, what's the point of being in it? What's the point of knowing all of this beauty and, and truth into the world and wanting those that we love to join us there. We want them to come to the table with us. We want unity. We want all of us to, I I think that's the nature of source is unity. And we find unity through love, not through shame. And we don't want to alienate other people for their transgressions, for their mistakes here. And on that note, the last message here what a beautiful segue is from my girl, Chloe. Chloe's take on spiritual bypassing or really is on... Chloe's take is actually more on forgiveness. So I'm going to give give her the space here.
3: Forgiveness to me is the foundation of a healed and peaceful world, a collective in which... We're all seeking the betterment of each other, for each other. The opposite of forgiveness is resentment and judgment. And as many people in the spiritual community believe, we are all connected through one universal energy, through the Holy Spirit. And we are all reflections of one another because of this. And so when you choose not to forgive people, you are also harboring judgments and resentments towards yourself that you're not even conscious of. Also, this means that forgiveness is the access road to love and healing. Because when we forgive another person that creates freedom... It creates room for potential of what somebody could be, of the love that could be there, of the healing that could be there, and that could happen if the block of non-forgiveness was moved. I think when it comes to forgiving family, we are too quick to dismiss its importance. People... In these spiritual communities, these gurus will often discuss healing ancestral trauma and healing generational curses and wounds, and yet they won't even forgive one generation before them. They struggle to forgive the people that they chose to come into this life under. If you believe in reincarnation, then you have to see that you chose your parents and you chose the struggles that you came into for this life because you knew, your soul knew that that's what you needed in order to progress, in order for the entire world to progress. We choose struggles so that we can continue moving mountains and becoming better and having more understanding and more room for healing, like I said more room for love and can you imagine what the world would be like if we all learned to forgive our brothers and sisters and for the things that they've done because most of the time we don't know what we've done until it's already transpired we're all hurt people we're all we all have inner children that have been hurt and damaged and betrayed but it doesn't do any good to forget that we've all been there, to forget that our parents were once hurt children too. And I think we often ignore the fact that our parents didn't have the resources that many of us have today. They didn't have access to the internet and to practices from all around the world and you know, the studies that we have now to understand healing, to understand trauma, and the effect that it has on the brain and the body and I think that as the child if you are in a sense more enlightened than your parents in these topics then it is your duty to forgive and to teach them people say that no they're the parent and I was the child and yes that's true that's so true, and we need to have that that frame of mind when it comes to um, healing the inner child. We have to remind our inner child that what was done was not okay. But it's also not okay to harbor those resentments. Once we grow out of being a child and you're an adult and you see that your parent is still stuck in... in in things from the past, then why wouldn't you want to help them be able to move on and to ascend and become more enlightened and maybe get to the point where they are able to apologize for the things that they've done and become more aware? We are robbing people of awareness and of love and of healing when we choose not to forgive. We're robbing ourselves of those things, too. So. It just hurts me when I see people. In the spiritual community who have these contradicting viewpoints. Because you can't believe in reincarnation. You can't believe in the universal spirit. You can't believe in idioms like hurt people hurt people and then not be able to put them into practice. Um, So... That's a little bit of a briefer synopsis of my other two messages I was gonna send. (laughs) Um, I hope that makes sense and I'm curious to hear your reflections on that and I would be more than open to a long discussion on this and um, gathering resources from the Ascended Masters like the Buddha and Christ um, to dive even deeper into the importance of um, the teachings of forgiveness, so yeah, it's something I'm very passionate about. and uh, I hope that this was a gold, a good culmination of my thoughts, at least the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg of them. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you, Chloe, for that. That was that made me think a lot. It made it also had me like a little triggered at some points, to be honest um especially when you're talking about like with the parent thing of you know like when our parents fuck up because they don't know any better and it fucks us up in some way and yeah you know like there has to be a moment of acknowledging that I am the child and they're the parent but also it's like it's kind of like what the the lesson I've learned from Sananga is that I have access to my healed ancestors because I've done the work. Because I've done the work, it doesn't make me any better than them. However, it gives me like this, and it doesn't make me any more responsible than they are. You know, I believe that having compassion, that can exist while always also holding others accountable. But I think that it gives me a new level, a greater level of empowerment, a greater level of wisdom that my family members or, you know, or or friends. And yeah, I realize now like saying family members, I also am referring to just like people I've grown up with, teachers, adults, um, children, peers, you know, basically anyone who's ever transgressed against me or who's had a relationship with me. I can work on my past or look into my past and also work within my present with a level of wisdom and connection that not every human being is blessed with in this life. Not every human is here for a spiritual awakening or deep ancestral healing. Some souls are here for another purpose. So so that that was definitely something that ignited some emotion in me. But, you know, just hearing you say this in general, it's having me realize one of the, I think the biggest and easiest and most important paths for a spiritual being to bypass is forgiveness. It's so much fun to learn what we're capable of in a spiritual sense, to connect with God, to meditate to even you know there's a satisfaction there's a level of satisfaction in in inner child work in for me at least of like acknowledging the past hurt and the past emotions and it's really easy to get stuck in that and it's really easy to put like I think of like a book like a, a chapter book it's really easy to put the book down and be like all right well I learned enough there let's keep moving forward. What's the next thing? And forgiveness, I don't think is the easiest thing. At least it hasn't been the easiest thing for me. I, for a long time, I feel like only recently I've scratched the surface of what it even means to me. Like, yeah, you know, we got the lessons of Buddha of like holding on to a grudge is like swallowing poison, and expecting the other person to die. I know that forgiveness sets us free. I, I just... I'm still learning of what it feels like to forgive in my body, to truly forgive, because there's also been times where I'm like, like I remember I did this this mushroom journey. I did like a hero's dose, like four or five grams of mushrooms, and I had this deep, deep experience with healing my father wound, and I was like, oh, cool, I've healed my dad, sweet, done with that. But when we would interact, my pain my, my, of the past and my sensitivities of these things that I believe that he believes about me were still so hot and sharp and painful. And I still wanted to lash out. It kind of made me feel like mm, maybe I didn't forgive him. Maybe there's still more work to do here. And it took me a long time. I was bypassing the... The more work that there was to do, like I was bypassing the rest of the paperwork, the rest of the book, the rest of the chapters and healing in this instance, my father wound. I was like, cool, we're done. Like back to having a relationship with my dad and pretending like everything's all good. And I was pretending. And I think for me, that's been like a slippery slope in my spiritual journey is just like pretending that I've healed the thing or I've gotten it figured out or I, I forgave the thing. And then when I feel that impending moment of an uncomfortable emotion, no, 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 no. Keep running. Keep going. Keep going. Don't listen. Don't listen. And eventually it does catch up with me, but I, I spend a, a, you know, a number of time numb to it, bypassing it completely. So yeah. Wow. Forgiveness is a tough one. It's a really intensely beautiful one and it's an intentionally intensely emotional one. <sighs> hmm. Wow, I feel like I have even more to think on here from this episode. I hope that you've gained something from this episode as much as I have here. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. If you want to send me, if you want to send me an audio message, you can go in the show na- notes, and you'll find the link for that. You can reach out to me on Instagram, um, sending me a voice message or a text message. I feel like this conversation isn't over yet. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought I was gonna feel pretty like resolved on how I felt about spiritual bypassing, but now I feel I realize that there's so many more facets to it that I haven't opened my eyes two before. And I know I said I was going to give you my take at the end, but obviously I gave my you my take in the middle, <laughs> in between everyone else's take here. And I really don't think I have any more to say right now on this topic. I think now I need to go into my journal and write a little bit more and and just become aware of the spaces where I've been bypassing. And also there's two sides of the coin here and how I can move forward. I can look at how I've been experiencing spiritual bypassing from others, the that icky feeling, that triggered feeling that others elicit within me when I observe them and their their bypassing and That's going to give me a key into where the dark corners I have yet to look at within myself. And, you know, I sincerely hope that you feel the call to dig a little deeper into this as well. It would be pretty cool if I'm feeling like us on within time and space next to each other diving into this topic. All right, my friend. I am going to dive into that. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you being here on my chicken soup for the spiritual soul episode here. I think I want to do more of it. I would really love your feedback actually if you can if you're on Spotify and if you can answer the question of whether you think One, this episode served you in this style. And two, if you would like to participate and be a part of another episode, that would be so cool. I'm going to, in the next couple of weeks, give another opportunity on Instagram for us to present topics to go into for all of us to dive into together. And again, you can find all of my information on the show notes i will be feeling your energy in two weeks and i know that it doesn't have the same ring to it versus saying i will be feeling your energy next week but you know how it is i'll be seeing you soon
1: love